neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Welcome, you're in the neutral corner. So UFC 286 just wrapped up. I didn't do a preview on this fight. Um, I, you know, had some training things and uh, was ended up doing that interview instead with uh, Mr. Dylan Kleckler. Um, but, you know, this is what basically the best case scenario for the division. Um, I'm actually really happy that Leon won. Um, I was not the biggest Kamara Usman fan, and I didn't even know I was a Leon fan until he knocked out Usman. But the way that he did that, the way he brought himself back from the brink of defeat to win the title in the first place, and then to keep his head on his shoulders throughout the whole lead up to the to the third fight, and you know, tonight what we saw was a complete mixed martial artist in Leon Edwards. We saw a guy who can wrestle. Yes, it was defensively, but that doesn't matter. He can wrestle. He can he can strike. He was by far the superior striker. Um, he was just sharper. All his punches, all his kicks, everything they were more um, they were more thought out. They there was more there was more reason behind them, and he was just sharper all around. Usman didn't didn't look like the normal Usman. You know, he he did seem when he came out a little hesitant and a little conservative. Um if I had to be completely honest, but at the same time he didn't look completely abnormal. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly what it was there. I don't know if maybe losing the title really did get to him. Or if he really was focusing on wanting to wrestle, which is what I expected. I expected Usman to come out, press, get him against the fence, and just work him. Just like he did to Masvidal. Um, Usman's a good striker when it's against, you know, decent strikers. But an elite striker like uh, Edwards, you know, Usman did okay. And he caught him with a few punches, for sure. And uh, Usman's got a good right hand, and he hurt Leon with the right hand once or twice. But as I said before, just the sharpness on the punches of Leon are what really was the difference maker, you know. And that that that's more or less what matters, as well as the takedowns. Because I have seen already, it's been over for two hours, and everybody's already saying robbery and this and that. But, you know... How do you weigh a takedown that has nothing, does nothing? He gets right back up. No damage is established. No control is established. How are you going to weigh that over a body kick that lands flush and folds him? Maybe he didn't drop to his knees because of the body kick, but it folded him and he steps back. That happened in the same round. So how, you know, which one weighs more? The takedown, nothing happens because he gets right back on his feet. This is where the judging criteria in MMA gets really muddy. Because clean jabs and clean straight right hands and clean kicks and clean punches don't mean anything to a takedown to some judges. And that just isn't right. If if you take someone down, and even if you lay on top of them for the whole round, I get it. Because nothing else happened and you dictated where the fight took place. But if you shoot in for a takedown 
you scramble, you get the guy down, but within the next 20 seconds, 30 seconds, the guy's back up, there, nothing was established. And unless you land some hammers across the side of his head, there's really no damage either. So damage is a big thing in fights. And I feel like, I feel like that's starting to kind of go away a little bit. You know, they're, they're starting to focus more on the numbers, but the reality is, is there's a reason that weapons are, you know, have calibers <laughs> because small and, you know, quantity isn't always the answer. You know, sometimes it's the the more damaging shots that are the most effective. But it was an inter it was an interesting fight. It was a good fight, and I obviously you can't help but believe Leon Edwards that he had an adrenaline dump and was in the elevation that really affected him that last fight because this whole fight he looked different. And if I'm being completely honest, I thought he won every round except for the one where he got a point taken away. You know, so um, it was really impressive to see the growth in all three of those fights between both fighters. But I feel like Leon is definitely the one who is the more complete mixed martial artist. He even even when he was taken down in that third round he was able to use his jujitsu to get back up and he transitioned so well from wrestling counter wrestling jujitsu and then sweeping right back up right into the butterfly guard he scissored right into the butterfly guard lifted Usman's hips to get to the knee and then do a wrestling stand-up I mean it was beautiful everything he did and the decision in my opinion was a hundred percent correct and Usman now he's older he's been complaining about his knees you know Maybe he needs to take some time and just start chasing money fights, even though he's kind of a boring fighter. He knocked out Masvidal, and he knocked out Colby, and Colby made those fights exciting because Colby's an exciting pressure fighter. But I just, I've never been like an Usman fan, you know? So it is nice. The division is wide open now. Gilbert Burns can get another crack at the title. Um, you know, uh, Jorge can get a crack. They have history. The three-piece in the soda thing that really kicked off Jorge's kind of, you know, little uh, little fame rocket there, you know, of him not giving a fuck and him being a gangster or whatever from Miami. It, his That was his thing, and it kind of really... I mean, he was already established that, but he just knocked out Darren Till, and then the same night, you know, fist fights Leon and hits him, you know, backstage. And then nothing ever came of that. So that would be an excellent, excellent uh, storyline if he can get past Gilbert. And that's a big if. I love game bread, but you know, Gilbert Gilbert Burns is a is an animal. Um. So yeah, that's cool. You know, I'm excited about that. Uh, they say Colby's next, and. I think that'll be an interesting fight and that'll be a toss up. But MMA math is not always correct, but I just think that the way that Leon handled Usman, he'll probably be able to handle Colby. You know, Colby will have a little bit more pressure and coming forward a little more, but like I said, Leon's sharp and them sharp punches they, they feel different. 
you know, when, when you can tell when a fighter turns it over and uh, really adds that snap and that sharpness to their punch, it, it, it feels different. It hits different. And then uh, in the co-main event, we had Justin Gaethje. Um, and, you know, honestly, I cannot even, you know, begin to try to say the other dude's name, Fizev or whatever. Um, that was an awesome fight. Fight of the night. And that's the fight where, contrary to what I said earlier about where I think the direction of the sport is going, where I think that damage really mattered. You know, Gaethje looked great. You know, Gaethje's one of those guys that I believe is one of the highest end gatekeepers, and I hate to say it like that, but I don't think he beats Makachev. I don't think he beats Volk. I don't think he beats uh, Oliveira. You know, um, well, depending on what kind of Oliveira shows up, I'll give him that. But he beats everybody else, and he's one of those guys that. You know, he's the bouncer at the at the exclusive VIP club, the top contenders club. And if you can get past Gaethje, then you're getting a title shot next. But it puts Gaethje in a weird position because who does he fight next? You know, this was his opponent's time to show that he is top tier and that he is ready to challenge for a title and he couldn't get past Gaethje. Now, that's not a knock at all because, like, Gaethje's creme de la creme. However, who 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 are we going to match him up against next? And sometimes I feel like the UFC does that. And the UFC is one of those things that they give us the fights we want, but sometimes they give us fights that we don't necessarily know that we want and we enjoy the fights, but then the, the trajectory afterwards doesn't necessarily line up or even make the most sense. Not that I am capable of running a multi-billion dollar company. However, to me, it would be more interesting and be more refreshed to have uh, Fizev or whatever his name is fight Islam. Just go ahead, give it to him, let him fight it. Okay, let him possibly beat Islam. If he does, great. Okay, now you've rejuvenated the division. Gaethje can fight him. Gaethje would be the champ now, right? Or maybe he loses to Islam, but then Gaethje fights him and Gaethje beats him. And now that gives Gaethje a more of a standing, even though the guy's coming off a loss, he's coming off a loss to a champion. It gives him more of a standing to go try to get the championship again next. But now, who are they going to, you know, you got Chandler and McGregor are tied up right now with the whole USADA thing and not knowing a fight date and what's going on. So they're tied up. Gaethje and Chandler have already fought. Connor's tied up with Chandler, so Gaethje can't fight him. Gaethje's already fought Tony Ferguson. He was the one responsible for Tony's downfall, so can't fight him. I mean, it's that's over. You know, you got Dustin Poirier and Gaethje. Okay, that's that's a fucking banger of a fight. That would be an excellent fight. But then what happens to the winner? Because the winner is going to go fight who? You know, Oliveira deserves his rematch against Islam, to be completely honest. To be the champion that he was and to have the hype that he was and, and all of that stuff. He deserves his rematch that he hasn't gotten. Instead, I think he's fighting Daniil Bariush. Is that who? 
I'm not sure if that's who he's fighting, but I think that's the rumor or may already be out there. I'm not sure. So, you know, that's interesting, but, you know, that's how it goes. Um, Gaethje's just one of the most exciting fights. I mean, no matter who he fights, I'll watch because he can, he can take the most safest point fighter opponent. And he can make it. A, he can make it a brawl. He can. He brings that brawl out of anybody, and it's uh, it's so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. Um. So yeah, as far as that goes, I'm not really going to get get much further down into the main card. Uh. You know. Gunnar Nelson submitted Brian Barbarina. That was a uh, pretty wicked, nasty armbar, man. I don't know how that thing didn't break. Oh, God, it looked awful. But, um, and then, uh, you know, some other, there was some, there was, it was a good night of fights. Like, all the fights were really top tier and, uh, good competitive fights. Um, <clears throat> so, I hope you guys liked my interview. I did a couple days ago with local, uh, fighter Dylan Kleckler to get ready for his fight coming up April 1st. Um, I'm actually going to be able to go up there to Milwaukee. Uh, so I'm excited for that. And I'm going to do my best to try to have one of these big names on the car do a sit-down interview with me, similar to how I did with Dylan. Just a 10-minute interview or something like that. So um, no promises, because I can't promise these guys will have time or the patience. But it would be it would be really cool. Someone will be gunning for that. Um, as far as upcoming news... You know, uh, went to the dungeon. I got to watch uh, Devin spar. I got to watch Cade spar. You know, obviously I got to spar and watch Dylan spar. And uh, all those guys are looking great and they're looking sharp. And uh, they scary folks. You know, they really are. So it's uh, it's exciting. It's exciting to be in that environment and to uh, be the, you know, just just to you can feel it you can feel it in the air the the tension but not necessarily in a bad way you know you can feel the the anticipation in the air and then uh you know i will touch i haven't said anything uh, about our, our pensacola local ufc guy dumas sd dumas and his ufc debut and i'm not really going to say a whole lot on it I hyped him up a lot, and I still believe that hype. Um, everybody has a bad day at work. Some days you sleep wrong, and you wake up, and you're just like, dude, I don't want to go here. And you go, and you, you're typing on the computer, and you delete a file that you were supposed to submit. And it, you know, it, Or for me, as a plumber, sometimes I, I miss a step on something, and I have to go back and fix it because I'm just flustered, whether it be the the countless things that could happen in a real everyday person's life and then magnify that you're fighting in las vegas for the first time the biggest stage in the sport you're a huge um favorite you know and you're coming from a small a, a relative comparatively small town you know, he was a big, big fish in a very small pond. And now he's in this massive ocean and he's still a big fish, but he's in this massive ocean where big fish aren't shit. And 
I just think that it was very good for him. And as long as he understands that and he takes it in that light, I think it'll be nothing but upwards for him from here. You know, so everybody has bad days in the office. Unfortunately for us fighters, those bad days are just televised and uh, witnessed by the masses and judged on by people who aren't willing to get in there and do what it takes. So, you know, I'm proud of him. I'm, you know, I'm more than, I'm more than stand by on the, on the things that I said. And I do believe that had his opponent not been switched up last minute, um, he probably would have knocked his original opponent out. You know, I don't know the reason that his opponent backed out. I don't believe it was disclosed. So maybe his opponent knew that too. But the guy that he fought was ginormous. Like his head was two, twice the size of Dumas's head. It was insane. And uh, he had a lot of experience and he comes from a big real deal gym, you know. And so hopefully Dumas can get the... Uh, you know, the, the, the fine tuning that he needs, his coaches and things like that, that he has, they're great. So there's no reason for him to necessarily leave them or anything like that. Like Daniel Cormier was saying, but I do know that he has a spot down there at fusion XL and they welcome him, you know, with open arms and, uh, you know, he should be going down there and taking advantage of that as much as he can. And I don't know his financial situation. I don't know his personal situation. So, you know, that's easier said than done. Much easier said than done. So it's expensive down there in Miami. But you have to train with other fighters of your caliber. That's the thing. You cannot be the best. You cannot be winning every exchange. You cannot win, be winning every battle. Because then you're not improving. There's no way to. And, you know, that's how we grow as fighters. That's why we go seek out training partners. And that's why when someone beats us, we want to go train with them. Because we want to train with the person that can beat us to make us sharper, better, stronger, faster, etc., etc. Um, what's his name? Um... Corey Sandhagen and uh, Cheeto Vera are going to be fighting soon. That's going to be an insane fight. And I hope Cheeto gets it, and I hope they finally give him his title shot over O'Malley because he beat O'Malley regardless of the excuses made. And O'Malley didn't beat Piotr Jan, and Piotr Jan's on a four-fight losing streak. So Cheeto needs that next title shot, especially if he wins. And if he doesn't win and Sandhagen gets the, gets the, the W... He needs the title shot. That's just how it is. But anyways, it's really fucking cold outside, which is where I'm doing this right now. And uh, so I'm going to let you guys go. We're at 20 minutes now. And I appreciate everybody's support. I definitely appreciate all of the downloads from Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, um, and all the other podcasting platforms, as well as my views on YouTube and um, Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to follow me and like me on Facebook and Instagram. That's in the neutral corner. My YouTube is Silly Sci Guy. 
go check it out. Um, <clears throat> if I can start getting more views on my YouTube vid videos, I'll start putting a little more effort into the actual video side of it other than the interviews. Those will get full effort. But, um, you know, it takes hours to do these videos where it's just the still picture and me trying to time it and, you know, all of that stuff. And um, once I'm able to get the amount of views that I feel are worth that, then I'll get back to doing that. As for now, I'm just going to keep it on a few couple of pictures. And, uh, you know, I just uh, appreciate you guys' support and love. And I uh, look forward to seeing you in the neutral corner. Sarge Summerlin, Godspeed.